Hello, welcome to Braveful, a podcast with and for achieving women. I'm your host, Amy Zeigert. I'm so excited to share with you stories of women who are brave and gutsy. This show is a weekly view into the hearts and minds of what has enabled these fabulous ladies to take a leap and go forward with bold ideas. So join me in an opportunity to listen, learn, and lean in, Braveful style. Hello, hello, Braveful listeners. Thank you so much for joining me for season two, episode two. We are going to have the pleasure of having a conversation with Vanessa Kiki Johanning. She is an amazing artist. She is a designer, a teacher, and an author. And this summer, she was featured in the magazine Where Women Create, rated by Joe Packham. I will tell you, Kiki lives in full living color, vibrant color, Every color of the rainbow, every color of that nature can offer. She truly has no white space, so to speak, or no white pages. And, you know, this conversation with her made me realize that I got a lot of white. And, you know, we are given one life. And, you know, I compared it to one life, but that is really, we have won a life. And that is W-O-N. And we, you know, with the Olympics going on, We have every right to go for the gold and to make life what it is we want it to be. And she makes it a full living color and excitement, no regrets sort of of conversation life. And I just absolutely loved it. And, you know, she is basically encouraging me to do more with my journals. She's encouraging me to give a little something to someone else in the way of the mailbox challenge, which you'll hear more about. And I'm, I'm going to actually um, make my, my mailbox more than a place where my postal carrier puts my mail. I'm going to make it a place where I can send positive messages to whomever opens it. So I encourage you to listen, enjoy, and bring color to your life. Um, live in full color, even if that does include um, some white walls, but uh, make it count. And, and that's really what, um, what this conversation is about. Going from gardening to an artist to taking a risk and living in full color. Have a great day. Thanks for being back. It's so fun to get to connect with you because I've been connected to you on Facebook for a while because we have brave girls in common. Yeah. One of the, what, what strikes me about you, Vanessa, is you live in color. <laughs> you can't tell very much in here. I'm kind of in my husband's like hangout zone. He has a whole lower level. And last year we redid the screen room just in like very... So I did a painting to kind of go in here, but this is just like his like nature room. I figure I have three studios. All right. You can have a space. <laughs> just one, not two, but just one. Just one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, cause you color does not scare you. I mean, it almost, it oh, almost no. defines your personality. And that is, I admire that because I love red's my favorite color. Um, uh-huh. and when I was growing up, I wanted to have this big, bright purple, red, yellow wallpaper that had peace signs all over it. And my mother said, no, no. So I had, I had Martha Washington roses and flowers and stuff. So 
I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so one of these days I'm going to paint myself bright flowers and, and you're going to be my inspiration because oh. you truly live in color. And so, so give me a little background on you and who are you and how did you become to be living in such full color? I spent over 20 years as a garden designer and um, it still is my passion, but I had my own company and I had five crews working under me and in Wisconsin, mm -hmm, in Wisconsin. And um, which was, you know, we kind of got a little cheating going on because we only have how many months of, of weather. So, you know, with the nice weather, probably I would say maybe only six months of landscaping okay. weather. And, um, but anyway, it was fun. I would love it. And I, I talked about this in um, that issue of, of where women create that the idea that I could sit there and draw a drawing. And then like two, three weeks later, after I'd done bulldozing and clearing everything out, I would be standing in my painting and it was just addicting. It was just like, oh, it was so bizarre and hard to describe, but it was, that was what was really, really fun. And I really did not at the time, even though I was making this full color drawings, you know, I would do, first I was doing like architectural drawings with the blueprint. And I found that my clients didn't really, they couldn't look at it and see passion. Okay. They couldn't look at it feelings. Because, you know, you take your, you know, regular person, they're not going to look at a blueprint and be able to see it. So I started bringing them up and making them the drawings so that they could picture themselves sitting in there and seeing the, the whole garden that I was making for them. And so, but I didn't consider myself an artist at all. In fact, I had a gift store. I never would have ever occurred to me in a million years to put anything that I made in my own store. I went out and I, I brought in other artists and other painters and whatever. Never even occurred to me, even though I, you know, painted everything or whatever. I just didn't, I didn't make that click yet. When did it click then? When I started go to my clients' houses and I'd be like, okay, I, the bulldozers are here. I got all the crews here. I need that plan. And they're like, is that the framers? And I'm like, no, it cannot be at the framers. I need, I, that's my plan for my bulldozer guys. I got to hand it over to them. And they're like, it's not going to be done for like two weeks. <laughs> and so I was just like, what? They're like, oh my gosh, you love the drawing. So what would you do? <laughs> well, I had to like remember what it was, you know, I had drawn the whole thing. So I had to quick redrew the, you know, that actually happened at least two times for sure. And then I started like, okay, I'm going to give you a copy, not the original. And um, so that was just something. And, and I, you know, going through Brave Girl classes, going through, it was, I always wanted to be this idea to be an artist, but I didn't really know that, what that was going to be. I don't know how, how to put that. So do you still do gardening or is that kind of on the back burner? I sold my company, sold my company. I don't do garden design any longer. In fact, I've had very lucrative offers to come back and do it. And it's like, I feel like I may, I plant my gardens now on canvas. Ooh. So what's your favorite flower? Oh, <laughs> I can't say. 
there's too many good ones, you know. And I that's one thing is that I couldn't tell you what I had for supper last, last night, but I can tell you the Latin names of 3,000 perennials. It just sticks in my head and I'm addicted to it. I'm absolutely addicted to it. Hi. So I, I mean, you. fox gloves, probably mm. peony horse. It's peony season yeah. right now. So, but there's just, I love every, I love looking at the tiny, teeny little details in the flower because it's like you can open it up and it's like nobody in the whole entire world ever has looked inside. You are the only person that has ever seen inside of it. You know, when it just first pops up, it's like, it's such an intimate, you know, feeling. Well, I've never thought of, of that before. For me, I view gardening as a chore and not, not the painting. Oh. And so <laughs> you are turning my thought process around because, yeah, I mean, just this weekend I was up at the, up at our, our lake cottage and my sister is, you know, she's a master gardener. And she's planting bulbs, you know, dahlia bulbs. And, you know, and, and I'm just like, why? And she's like, because they're going to be beautiful. I'm thinking, okay. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm going to look at that very differently because for me, my favorite flower is a tulip. Okay. Tulip. Get out there and plant. Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah. You know, there's so many varieties. Yep. yep. You know, there's tiny little short ones like that. There's some that grow two feet tall. There's some that look like peonies. There's some that have five flowers on one bulb. I got to find that one. Yep. Yes. And plus they're called multi-stemmed tulips. And what's really cool, if you look for this one variety, and I think it's called like apricot, if I remember correctly, I haven't planted them for a few years but they come out when they first are like a tiny little thing. They're yellow. Okay. And when they open up a little bit more, they start getting this like peach color in them. And when they're open all the way, and this is five flowers on one bulb, they're pink. So at, if you plant them at different staging times, then you get kind of like this little Joseph Coates um, experience of different colors blooming at this, you know, the same time. Oh, I'm going to look for those. Because um. <laughs> you can definitely steal my passion. And I guess I just really like taking care of my own gardens now. Okay. I, I go and visit my ones, though, that I've made. And they're like, oh, she's here, she's here. And then I get to, like, look and see what it's grown into. And I'm so blessed that I can still go and, right. you know, and, and see them. And they're just like, oh, some of them are are just stunning. I mean, I, I surprise myself. Well, it's nice to see your paintings come to life. Yes. I mean, what a great way to look at that. Now, so you mentioned you're just published in the magazine Where Women Create. Yes. So how, how did that come to be? I guess it's just been on my vision board for many years. It would come up a lot, especially when you have a house with three studios in it. Oh gosh, this should be in a magazine. It's so fun, you know, in space or spaces. And so I finally had gotten a chance to meet Joe. It was like two years ago in her studio in Ogden, Utah. And I really didn't, I think I was just like in so much like awe of her space 
that I really didn't like pursue it at all. And I just, I don't know. I'm like not really a person that I love being a cheerleader for other people, but I'm not always just like, Hey, I'm a little bit introverted. Not a lot, but just a little bit. But all of a sudden we were watching the football game, you know, the big one, you know, the Super Bowl. And I had my laptop on my, on my lap and I was like, you know, scrolling through this and a little notification comes down from where women create. And I thought, Oh, I must have, I was going to order that. I was going to redo my subscription. Maybe that's probably what that is. And I clicked on it and I was just like, Oh my God, it's a letter from Joe. It was like, I'm like jumping up and down and my kids and my husband are just like looking at me like I'm crazy. And that's like, nobody knows. There's probably 90% of people in my life that never heard of it and whatever, but it's just, it was something really, really special to be in there from, you know, my peers right. that love seeing other artists and, and how they tip and stuff like that. Right. Well, so having three studios so clearly you not only live in color, but you live in every aspect of your life. So what do you do in three studios? One of them is a sewing studio and I, I love fabric. I have a lot of fabric designers and um, maybe that's a route that I, I might take some, um, someday. And I, I, cause I, cause I love making things. So it's like, well, you need fabric. Just got really, really cool stuff in the mail this week. I mean, oh, look at this fabric. It's got like, it almost looks like a collage. It does. And so I, I, when I look at it, it's like, I have no idea what I'm going to make with it, but I mean, it's like, look at her, like there's a bird's nest. It It looks like seed packets or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I don't know what I'm going to make with it, but I, I know it'll come to me. (laughs) so wow so so, you have a, so one of them is a studio okay another one is a teaching studio um i have room for eight i teach local homeschool um kids i've done that we did that all probably like the last three or four years and then last summer not do it because of COVID. right so have you thought of teaching classes for adults then do you do that or no Yes, I've traveled the whole entire country doing that. So I went everywhere from Connecticut to Santa Rosa to down to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, I I just love teaching. And, I, and, you know, I don't think of it really as like teaching. It's just like having a conversation, trying to like let them see, like this, get them excited about a vision that they never saw before, maybe. So that's the way that I teach is like, Let's just take a walk and see how this feels, you know? So so do you teach painting or do you do, you know? I've done painting. I've done stitching. Those are like my two big main ones that I've done. I might have to get my sewing machine out. <laughs> like they're, it's fun. So how much fabric do you have? How much fabric? An entire wall folded up and shoved in. It's an entire entire wall full so how do you know what you have or do you almost have it memorized no because because it's like the way that it's folded up is that i have it like this okay and then so oh. that i can i can like see it 
I can't have it's it. like a cinnamon roll. I can't have it packed away because then I won't know what I have. I'm a very visual artist. I yeah. have to see what I have. As soon as I start cleaning it up and putting it in boxes, and don't get me wrong, I love streamline. I've decorated so many different fantasy houses and things like that. And I love the clean and the elegant and, and right. modern and whatever. I just can't do it. I try. I was going to say, you live in color. So to have your <laughs> color have your color packed away would be counterintuitive for you, I would think. Yeah, it, it's really, really hard. Wow. Okay, so then what's your third studio then? The third one is as soon as you walk in my front door, it's a double high ceiling. And when my kids both moved out of the house, I'm an empty nester. And my husband, why don't you just make this into a studio? Because I was paying $500 a month, a studio in the next one over. And so he didn't have to, you know, I was like, I love the light in here. The light is, it was like one chair in there. We weren't never going to use it. We have the glass room here. We've got another room down there. It's a quad level. So that's mainly like my, I make just smaller projects. It's not really a flinging paint, but it's very, very good for like making journals. Okay. And that's like my number one thing that I am addicted to making right now is making journals. And I sell pretty, I've, I've sold many of them. Wow. So how long does it take you to make a journal? So I guess what kind of journal? What is it something that I write in? They're art journals. Okay. They can be, um, they're usually around 60 pages of original paintings. I'll leave like maybe 10 of them with something like very, very minimal on there because, and it's on thick French paper. And then I hand sew them the signatures all together. And so, but the idea is that you're getting over the fear of the white page. And so I'm like, you are going to take this when you turn the page and you're like, oh, I love that. You can write on top of it. You can collage on it. You can paint on it. You can just use the paintings for like however you want, except don't make t-shirts and sell them on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's full of all original paintings. So they're very special. And, and I try to make them like big enough that you can put in your purse. And a whole nother genre is that you really want to just like be, have your journal with you all the time. Because you know what? You, you might think of an idea. I fill mine with grocery lists. I fill them with whatever. And I've been doing it since I was 16. So and I, and I have them all. So that, that comes to another like seven bookcases full of, right. of books and things like that but they're something it's so neat that you write down a dream you write down an idea and so many many times it's just like so you and I come true well yeah so you and I have have journals in common I started my first journal when I was 12 yeah and and it was a you know mead spiral notebook I've never had the courage to go in like in full color as if you are. So that whole fear of the white, I mean, yeah, that really resonates with me. Well, something you tend, you get a new journal and then it's just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to mess it up or whatever. Right. So, I mean, we, I remember a long time ago, we were doing some class with something and it was like, just take it and 
and smush it up and get it wrinkled and, and whatever. This is only one of my ones that I'm working in. This is a, a Lily Pulitzer one. So I work in art ones and this is more of a one that I have dates in. So you can have multiple at once. You don't have to. See, now that's the other thing is I've tried to do the multiple at once and I'm not compartmentalized enough that I can separate. And so, you know, my to-do list go on a sheet of paper and God forbid it would touch my journal because I view the journal for me as a place to put my most sacred thoughts or things that are going on. So, so do you separate those two? And that is a way to journal. I mean, there's so many different ways. There's no rule. Right. And so you just can really, yeah, I, I separate it. I probably work in six or seven journals at once. <laughs> if people could see me, my mouth is hanging open. Seven journals. Okay, I have to ask, will you share the different topics that, that you have in each journal? I'm, I'm very curious. No, only one of them is one that I'm writing on dates and things I have to remember. Um, all of the other ones are just and collages. One is just for, I have extra paint on my brush. It's golden paint. It's $2 a swipe. So what am I going to do with this paint? Well, I'm just going to use it on the pages and then I'll come back to it later on. So, you know, when I'm in like this mood to create, then you know, then I'll, I'll have a lot of them just open at the same time. So, and it's funny too, I I tell this to students is that, you know, when you first start off, you're like, I want to have a look. I want to have something that whenever you look at some, you will know the line. And when you first start off, you're so interested in learning this. You're so interested in, you know, how does the paint go down and things like that. And I think that I've never seen it not happen where the more and more that you just take the time, just even little doodles, even little whatever, a two little scribble, it's going to look like yours. It's going to. I have a friend, I make friends. I always tell her just like your little splotches only look like your splotches. I could not do that. And it's. I could sit around and talk about art all day. <laughs> wow. So those, those are the three studios and they're, but I mean, consider like the, if you could see what I'm looking at right now too, it's just flowers, trees. It's just amazing. I love sitting in this glass room, but it's almost like a fourth studio because it's as soon as it's warm out, bam, you just have to get outside and, and, you know, grab, grab a blanket, grab a journal, grab your watercolors and just and you know, sit out there wherever it is and listen. So when you and I had talked before, you had talked about your, the homes that you have decorated, you know, and, and so I need you to kind of tell the listeners some of the unbelievable rooms that you have done and where did you get your ideas? Okay. Some of the ones when I first started out was I would do the gardens. There's different charity events, you know, and they're always looking for a designer to to come in and and do it. And I love it. I also do Christmas ones. And the Christmas ones I've done for like 13, 14 years now. And um, it's a room in a mansion. And it's usually maybe there'll be like 
you know, a desk and a chair in it. It's usually pretty empty. And um, it's, a, it's like a big art project. For shopping, I have a whole like photography, like I call it my prop department. I've got big, huge shelves out in the teaching studio. And it's just like I get to play and make, you know, make it into a space. And they are fantasy houses. So like to make it into a fantasy. Don't run out of ideas. I probably have ideas for like the next 18 years of them. I mean, you just go with the theme and then it comes to you. You start with the little things like this. This year, they haven't decided if they're going to do it this year or not, but I kind of envisioned doing something with home because of so many of us were, you know, have just been at home. And so I pictured, you know, just I'll probably make little houses, make little windows, you know, do a, maybe a whole tree on windows and chimneys or chairs, a whole tree on chairs or something like that. So you just sit down and you, and you make it and you create it. It's that's kind of fun. How do you go from gardening to making chairs? I mean, just. I think it's absolutely the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, it's just having fun and, uh, you know, just letting, it's just, you just have fun. That's all there is to it. Wow. Well, I can tell by the look on your face that doing what you do brings you nothing but joy. And again, I encourage people you need, and I'll have all the information you know, published, but your artwork, the things that you have done, the color is just, it, it is like walking into a garden, you know, something that you would see, you know, in a magazine almost, because the colors are just, they're inviting. And even if, if, if you're color shy, you would want to have a piece of that. Every single color is in nature. I mean, really, when you, when you think about it, and that's that's the tie. That's what I think we talked about, you know, how do you go from one to another? And it's like every single color, almost, whether it's the turquoise of the Caribbean waters or, you know, the red of a salvia, mm. there's all there, you know, the purple in an iris. So, you know, there's more colors of green than any other colors. Green is the, the top one. It has so many, many, many. When I first read that, I was like, wow, that, that makes sense to me. You know, it's interesting you say that because when, when we go out to Idaho to visit our family cabin, I always say to my husband, especially in the summertime, look at all the shades of green. I said, you've, I've never seen so many different shades of green from a gray green to a deep green to, you know, a yellowy green to, and I'm glad you validated my statement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, I mean, I could talk colors all forever in a day. So now that you've been published in Where Women Create, how is that, how's that, that changed you? That's actually the third magazine I've been published in. Okay. So I've been published for, I've had like a whole photography crew and a hair crew and whatever come out to the gardens and like, would you mind if I sent a makeup person out? I'm like, please, <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> so that was in a country woman magazine and um, in birds and blooms magazine. So it's interesting. And then I've been in, 
our local Milwaukee Journal papers, a lot of times they've done pretty big spreads. So it's interesting because it like you're on this public thing a little bit, right. but you're still a little bit introverted. So you're, yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> or don't look at me. But yeah, but look at it really, really a lot to create. I don't need to stand around for the accolades. The creating is the is the best part. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've also, did I see a picture where you had painted a truck? Oh, yeah. I've painted all my vehicles since I was 16. So it started my first one when I was 16. I made like five foot big pair of fluorescent orange glow in the dark lips and put it on the front of my car (laughs) you could see it coming from like three miles down the road it was like this fluorescent tape stuff that you would use on water buoys and so you literally could see it from like you wouldn't see the car you would just see like these lips coming at you you could (laughs) never escape from the police ever (laughs) they all knew me they were like oh that's paul's daughter just let her So, so where did you get the courage to paint your cars? I didn't have a bumper. So it was, I need something on the front here. I don't know. <laughs> I had a Harley Davidson, completely painted it and glittered it. There was like two pounds of Martha Stewart glitter on this thing. And around here, you're, they were just like, you can't do that to a Harley Davidson. And I'm like, well, I did. <laughs> so it was like being a little bit of a rebel. And I think that's where it comes from. It's just like, as soon as someone tells me I can't do something, right? especially or, or can't make something, then it's, then do it even more, you know? So. Unbelievable. I, I, I and things come life where it's just like, oh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this yet, but, it, but I know I'm going to do something with it. So when someone gave me an entire bag of like a hundred McDonald toys and I was like, they're like, hey, do you want these? Going to use them? And I'm like, yeah. So one day I was like, well, I'm going to glue these all on the top of my truck. So they were all, they were all sticking on the top of there. And, and it was so fun, especially when, when you went through the drive-through because of McDonald's, because they're like, Oh my gosh, you guys come look at this. And all of a sudden you'd have nine people all at the window. So were they glued to the top on the outside or on the inside? Oh, on the top, on the outside. <laughs> So that was fun. So not only do you live in color, you live out loud. Oh, yeah. For a person that's not, that doesn't want attention, (laughs) it's a a little bit of a a seesaw. But you know what? I think I don't call it attention. I say you're living your true self. I mean, you are clearly taking the passions, the things that, that matter to you, and you're sharing them with the world. That to me is amazing. Something clicked along the lines of doing the inside work of, you know what, this is it. You have one life. You want, this is it. You know, you're going to, if you're going to blink and you're going to be you know, sitting around and not being able to take that walk. Right. And not being able to, you know, get up and, and move the 10 foot canvas. So it's like, you just have to, this is it, you know, and, and so many people are like afraid of, of doing 
the tiniest little thing. And I, I always say to my kids, I'm like, the, the toe police are not going to walk in the door and cut off your toes. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. You know, just do it. I'm probably the craziest mom because I'm always encouraging them to just step out of their box. Right. Well, and you know what? You said you only have one life. And I interpret it as you have one life, but you have also one life as in W-O-N. You have won this life. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. So why not take the one life and win at it by being your true authentic self? And that's that's you. I mean, as I sit and listen to these stories, I, I'm thinking, what the hell can I glue to the top of my car? Well, well, everybody has their own story. Everybody has, you know, everyone doesn't have to glue 100 toys to their truck. But, you know, there's certain things and it has to just make you laugh and make you giggle and, right. and whatever, you know. So I encourage everybody just to take those little steps of, of whatever that is. It could just be putting a flower on your mailbox, you know. You know what? My, my mailbox is a stock black mailbox. And I think I'm going to have to come up with something to do now. And just take a wire out there and wire a little flower on there. Mine, I have it where you, when you, my mail lady opens it, there's a big right on, right off chalk thing on there. And so I write little messages to her on there and I'll, I'll erase it every couple of months and put something in. I'm like, but I mean, there was so much stuff with the, you know, with. What a great idea. The mail and stuff. It was just like, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You rock. Just make somebody's day that nobody has to know about. Now I told my secret. I know, but you know, what a great secret. I got a can of chalkboard paint sitting in my art room, uh, which now I want to paint walls. I want to go crazy in my art room. Yeah, it just. And I think, yeah, it's my one life and I've won and I'm, I'm winning at it because yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, wow. I'm just like, I have one more thing that I'm really, I mean, (laughs) it takes a lot for me to get excited about something anymore, but I'm really excited because I'm almost done finishing my book. So I'm having a book published and so, and it's called embellish your life. And there's permission, there's pictures, there's things to touch, there's things, you know, just to get you thinking. And I've been wanting to do this now for quite a few years, and it's getting closer and closer to to happening. And so... Do you have a time frame? I would be done before fall. Okay. So, and I'm going back and forth, talks with the publisher. And so, but I really want it to be tactile. I love it when you can, there's like these in Sabine books, if you remember them at all. Yeah. Is that they had things that you would pull out of them and, and fold it and unfold it. And so I want it to be tactile. So that's one of the mm-hmm. things that is a little bit of a holdup, but you know what? I'm sticking my guns. It's what I want. You know, it kind of reminds me when, when you say tactile, I think of Pat the Bunny, the little children's book, yeah. you know, where scratchy face or, you know, soft as, as the bunny, um, you know, as, as adults, you know, when, when you talk about the white space or the white pages, you know, our, we try to keep our lives so sterile and so easy to manage 
Whereas we forget to be childlike, you know, mm-hmm. where, where are, where is the color? Where are the toys? Um, you know, where are the things that, that keep us young and alive and winning? Right. So I applaud you for sticking to your guns because. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. And to have a book that you can touch, feel, you know, become one with, I think is a fabulous idea. Um, one time, this, when I hear you talking about that, it reminds me that there, one of the solo shows that I had done, I had brought this little piece of paper and masking taped it to the wall. And it said, please touch in my big, huge paintings. And the gallery owner was like, no, no, no we, we don't do that. No. And I'm, I'm like, no, that's I, when people buy my artwork in that, I encourage them to absolutely to touch the, you know, you know, go, go, go crazy. Yeah. Wow. At the texture and, and there might be a piece of there, there might be, you know, a piece of velvet that's collaged on there. So they were so against that. And I just, that just made me giggle because I was like, no, it's okay. Wow. Well, so speaking of books, are there, are there books that have impacted your life? Oh, I'm a bookaholic. All right. Absolutely. So, so give me three, if you can think of three. Oh, goodness sakes. My favorite author to reread is Peter Mall. And he had his first book. He has like many, 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 and I have them all. Was a year in Provence, and I highly recommend it for taking a trip to the fantasy of the French countryside and all of the ones um, after it. You don't have to read them in order, okay. but they are. He's such a great writer with with making you actually see this visual when you're reading the story and they're really funny and they're, they make you hungry for, you know, really good food, make you, you know, excited for different plants. Okay. So a year um, in Provence. I have not read that. Okay. Yep. It's a really, it's a classic. Okay. So then, oh my gosh, I have so many that are right here in front of me. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I I have got like all the Rachel Ashwell books. This one here is one of her new, newest ones that's out, and it's called Painted Stories, and it's all watercolor paintings, and it, they're just so sweet. And they're these any of these would just be so cute. Just to, you know, easy, easy, just to do a tiny little drawing in your journal, you know, and do some writing around it. So that one. That was one of her new ones that are very sweet. And I, I probably have eight of her books. So, so what I find interesting is that you're always learning and teaching yourself. Because I would think based upon the success that you've had and the wonderful paintings you have done, what else is there to learn? <laughs> I guess I, I want to always be a learner. I really, really, really do. I just finished last, the close down of everything. I'm like, well, what am I? you know I have to be do something or whatever so I went back to college and took two psychology classes and I love psychology I love sociology and so I didn't get A's but you know what I'm like god darn it I did it right so you know and will I go back for the rest of it probably not but I you know I'm gonna figure out something I, I really want to be a lifelong learner 
Right now I'm reading a ton on Willie Pulitzer, which is a designer that I love. Little did I know that after all these years of me, like I love like the bright colors and the watercolors and everything, was that it have you heard have you heard of Willie Pulitzer? Oh, I sure have. Okay, so she was not the artist. Susie Zuzik was the artist. Really? That in all of the prints. And she was just the unsung graphic designer at a company that made all the, and people would like, oh, I love this print. I want that shift and I want it in a swimsuit and I want it in, people were loving the clothes, but they were really loving the fabric designs that were in there. And so I'm one of those that I'm reading right now. And then this is what I do is I buy every single thing that's available in it and I dive into it and study into it. So yeah, it, that's one of the things I'm, I'm doing right now. And it, it's really bad. Wow. I did not know that. I thought Lily Pulitzer was the one who did. Nope. She um, just had the company that she has really, you know, she has a really interesting. Well, she just started, they were selling oranges out of their fruit fields and the first couple of days she came home and she was just covered in orange juice all over. And so she sewed up a couple dresses out of fabric and people were like, you know, and aprons and people wanted to buy the aprons in that before more than the oranges. Wow. And so that was kind of like, and then her best friend, Jackie Kennedy started wearing them and the rest is history. Yeah. Once you got Jackie O wearing your stuff, pretty much. <laughs> you can write a ticket to happiness there. Yep. Wow. I'm going to have to read that. Yep. She has a brand new book, Susie Zuzik for Lily Pulitzer. Okay. It only came out last year and um, it's on Amazon. So other than getting your book published, yeah. what, what else are you going to be doing for the remainder of 2021? I have a couple art shows planned. Really? Um, Where? Yeah. <laughs> because- I mean, I love art shows and I can't wait to go to some. <laughs> well, the one is at a, like, it's a Wisconsin Museum of Art. Um, it's in like two towns over. And that one's going to be, it's kind of what, like on a low, lower key. I like to just go in there and have a mess of paints around, paintings around. And then I'm going to have just to make it real tactile, I'll have paints and stuff like there. And I'm just going to encourage them to, to make something as well. The other one is in a local garden center. And I just, I think it's a perfect marriage to just have my paintings just around in, in the garden center. I'm really looking forward to that. It should be cute. I'm working right now for a, a collector in New Zealand. So that's always I'll tell you something. It's really interesting when you have people that buy your artwork across the world, because the first time that I said something out there, you can't have your pictures on a frame. You you have to take your canvas completely off of the wood because you're not allowed to ship the wood unless it's been heat treated. It has certification numbers, all of this rigmarole that they don't want shipped into their country. So you have to, unless you want it confiscated, which you don't. So um, that's another thing is like, you're not just painting your 
you are learning. You're learning about, you know, so many different things that make the world go round. Wow. So you do paint special requests, custom Commissions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so if somebody wanted you to come and teach for them, they just can reach out to you and say, Hey, I live in you know, wherever. Yep. Hopefully we'll get things, you know, moving up again. I was teaching with Art is You, um, which was a beautiful, um, the creator of that. She's from Australia. And um, so I was, going all over and teaching classes with that. So I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, you know, holds for the future. Wow. One day at a time. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're... One giggle at a time. Yeah, one giggle. I love that. One giggle at a time. Oh my God, that is classic. Well, (laughs) I, all I can say is for people who are listening, if you want to paint your car, paint your car. I think I'm going to have to paint something, something big. I'll paint or glue doilies to it or glue flowers to it <laughs> or whatever just whatever you want right glue with the cards to it you know that you know whatever yeah, yeah. It's, it's unlimited i might have to start with the mailbox though and work <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's i think i'm gonna one. have to do paint my mailbox yep. work my way up and- the only rules are is that you have to have the flag and be able to move otherwise it's completely there's oh, no rules. So is that like a U.S. post office rule? Yeah. Like it's got to go. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise it can be a fish. It can be, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to have to do something crazy. I'm, yeah, I am. I think you should. You have to send me pictures. I will. I'll send you a picture, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that. What would actually make the, our postal people make yeah. a smile because yeah. I'm sure what they do some days is a thankless job. Can't really give them gifts. Right. That's not a lot. Right, right. So, you know, you can do something to make them smile. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so. loving it. The mailbox. <laughs> Who would have thought? Okay, everybody, the mailbox challenge. Everybody needs to go and do something fun <laughs> with their mailbox, send pictures. Let's do a global <laughs> mailbox challenge and see how many people can do it up their, their mailbox. Oh my God, I'm smiling yeah. and I can't wait. I'm taking on the challenge. Let's <laughs> do what I can do. I think it's wonderful. You know, you have made me smile. You have brought color into my day. And I'm so glad that we connected. Good. Me too. But definitely, definitely. One giggle at a time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if you, if you probably, let's talk about the reaching out. I have a lot of really, really pretty stuff on Facebook. Okay. But I'm also gearing toward, there's at the top level of Facebook that you can't get any more followers on the private page. So I post even more on Instagram. Thank you for joining me today. I don't know about you, but I sure am grateful for the opportunity to listen and learn from such great women. So if you enjoyed yourself as much as I did, please feel free to share Braveful podcast with your friends and colleagues, as well as please subscribe to Braveful on your favorite podcast apps. Have the best day ever, and until next time, be braveful.